The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to be inspired, uplifted, and motivated to greatness? It's time for Star Style. Be the star you are. With your effervescent personal growth coaches, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and health specialist, Heather Brittany. Define your vision, discover your passion, and design your future in this power-packed hour of life-changing talk radio. Featuring authors and success experts dedicated to helping you achieve the results you deserve. Be entertained, edutained, encouraged, and empowered. Smile, have fun, and celebrate you. Explore your potential and embrace your possibilities with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on Star Style. Be the star you are, starting right now. And welcome to Radio's Finest Hour of Power. It's Star Style. Be the star you are with me, Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And this is a program of positive book talk. We are your personal growth success coaches with you here on the airwaves every week, broadcasting out of beautiful Phoenix, Arizona on World Talk Radio. We know you have a plan for your life, that you've set goals and know where you want to go. And there are going to be detours on this road called life, and that's where we're going to come in. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you for writing, speaking, and media interviews. Call 925-377-STAR or visit StarStyleProductions.com to book your session because you can be the star you are. And this is from John F. Kennedy, President John F. Kennedy. The highest appreciation is not to utter words but to live by them. Well, today we're going to be interviewing a really wonderful author, R.S. Guthrie, author of the James Pruitt mystery thrillers that are set in Wyoming in our second segment. And we're also going to be commemorating a special day in his life. In our third segment, I'm going to be giving you tips on effective and positive parenting. But coming up right now in Health Matters, Heather is bringing us some very fun, simple, easy health tips that are going to keep you in tip-top shape every single day. So if you do think that you're in for another one of those rigorous regimens of dieting and exercise, just think again, because Heather's gathered some very, I don't know, they're really fun um, steps that are actually backed by scientific research. It's going to surprise you how they can improve your health Lower your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and cancer by making a stronger immune system, reducing pain, and increasing your brain health. And you can start right now. So, Heather, Mm -hmm. the first tip you have is totally a blast, and we know all about that. It's throw a party. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and that can be interpreted in so many different ways. So the main thing, you know, about throwing a party, I, for one, just love it. It's the social connection, you know, that even though sometimes it can be stressful planning a party, getting things together, um, there's just something that has to go about social connections with friends and families and colleagues that helps you live longer um, and better. And just overall in general, we know when we're alone, you know, we get lonely, we get depressed. And there's something that you don't need to have every single day interaction with people, but to have kind of big hurrahs every now and then, it can really boost your spirits. And also with that social connection, when um, people kind of encourage you to do other things, a great thing, um, you know, at these parties, a lot of times there may be a, a different kind of, uh, it may be friends, it may be family, people of all different kind of groups. Maybe you're having throwing this party with another friend of yours, and they've invited, you know, a, a group of friends that you may not know. Well, the great thing about that is you may make new social connections. And if, um, we get this kind of wonderful stimulation inside of us when we make new connections, this really refreshing feeling. And a great thing that can go forward with that is being around other people um, sort of makes you responsible and, and uh, want to do more things. A big thing, I think, that comes out of throwing parties and being social, for example, is going to the gym. Um, a lot of times people need a gym buddy. Not exactly that you're talking or anything, but just someone else to hold you accountable for. And that, and again, it's social interactive that not only are you getting together with someone, but you're getting together to do something positive towards your health. Um, the next one, as yeah, you know, I really, I like that one a lot because I spend a lot of time by myself because I'm a writer, you know, and obviously in gardening and all that stuff. But when it comes time to party, I really do feel those endorphins kicking in and it really does add some pizzazz to your life. So I think that whenever you interact like that, it's a really good thing. Yeah, exactly. And now uh, the next one, as they say, Adopt a pet, or just in general, cats. Yay! I love this one. Uh, And, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, I personally find, you know, if it's a pet that is pettable, you know, all into their own. Some people are more attracted to, you know, the tarantulas and the snakes or the fish, which is great and fine, but I think what's really wonderful is having something. They've actually, I mean, certain uh, dogs and cats are considered um, to be therapy dogs and ther- therapy animals for people that it's a stress relief. It's, it's calming, um, lowers blood pressure when, um, you know, when you're petting another thing. And also, again, it gives you that responsibility of caring for something else. And we, you know, we've talked about before that when you have a pet, there's that unconditional love that there's, you know, there's really no words spoken, but just, you know, that wiggly butt and the, you know, the purring up against you, it makes you feel really good inside. And also when you're adopting an animal, um, to further kind of with that, you know, endorphin good feel feeling, um, that you're potentially helping this animal from um, possible euthanization, um, life on the streets, or just being unloved, you know, living in a cage. So it's really where I always recommend when people are thinking about getting a pet in their life, no matter what, to look towards adoption just to begin with. Um, and a lot of people, too, who say, you know, they, they want purebred dogs or cats, there are actual um, reserves, you know, animal foundations that are pure breed animals. Um, surprisingly enough, a lot of purebred animals um are disregarded uh, sometimes, you know, if they're race animals or people have overbred or oftentimes what happens during the holidays, especially at Easter, uh, people get puppies and kittens and chickens as pets 
And before you know it, it's a, more than a responsibility than um, little kids were able to have. So there's special foundations set up for that. So uh, not only is it rewarding and stress relieving to yourself, but it's rewarding knowing that you're helping um, another life, another little animal. Exactly, uh, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and and there is something, and you've mentioned this before, that when you adopt a pet, somehow it just feels like they feel grateful and I don't know. All, every pet we've ever had has been adopted, and they are totally amazing. Exactly. Uh, next up, you know, number three on our list, uh, chocolate. We, you know, this a long uh, been discussed things about chocolates having antioxidants and being good for your health. The key thing overall, um, one, you know, one, we have to allow ourselves to indulge every now and then. I think, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to be healthy and heart healthy. We limit ourselves with things, and oftentimes that can cause us to binge on something and, you know, and then feel really crummy about it afterwards or, um, you know, kind of go overboard, you know, that we just eat all the time. The, the key thing when it comes to chocolate um, so that people aren't just downing bars, you want something that's heavy in the dark chocolate, 70% cocoa. So those are the ones that are almost a little bit bitter, not too sweet, and to limit yourself to an ounce a day. So that's a very small portion. Um, it's just sort of how you present it to yourself. If you allow yourself that little bit each day, you won't be, especially these ones that are a lot heavier, richer in flavor, um, you won't be craving so much of it. Um, I personally am not the biggest dark chocolate fan. I My favorite chocolate technically isn't even real chocolate. It's the white chocolate, which is totally not healthy. Um, so I really do kind of limit myself with that because it's just chocolate. It's basically just sugar I'm eating. But if you do have that sweet tooth and you're looking, you know, for a healthy alternative to it, um, dark chocolate as long as it contains 70% of cacao in it. Um, speaking of the dark and rich things, um, savoring your coffee each day. There's, uh, it's always kind of on the fence whether coffee is good for you, bad for you. Um, again, the key thing with anything relating to health is just um, moderation. But um, what they've actually found, scientists have found, is that um, coffee, it doesn't matter if it's regular or decaf, it actually can uh, reduce your risk of dying of chronic illnesses, you know, such as diabetes or heart disease. Um, so kind of you have to consider that. And something actually really interesting um, I was watching the show recently talking about the bacteria, and that would be another tea for two, talking about all the hidden bacteria in your house, which is, ugh, oh, uh, especially in your good, kitchen. But that something that we're saying, I know I do it a lot, and I never thought about it. Um, a lot of times, you know, some of us may drink three, four cups of coffee a day, but what happens sometimes we pour that cup of coffee and we put cream or milk in it, which I know I have to have mine with. For a while, I used to be able to have just straight up black, but now I have to have milk in it. But some people put milk, cream, whatever it may be, some kind of dairy product into it to sort of, um, you know, lessen the harsh of the coffee itself, make it more drinkable. But oftentimes, you know, we're at our desk, we're moving around, and so many times I'll have this cup of coffee that I reheat throughout the day, that it will be sitting on a desk for a couple hours, I finally go to drink it, it's cold, I reheat it. That process actually... Just leaving something with dairy in it, sitting out for two hours, reaching to room temperature, the amount of bacteria that grows in it is insanely disgusting. That's so, amazing. I never knew that, Heather, because literally it takes me all day to drink my first cup of coffee, and I do put cream in it, and I do have to reheat it, you know, ten times throughout the day. Sometimes... By nighttime, I still haven't finished it. So yeah. it's filled with bacteria. That's so gross. Yeah, and a lot of people, you know, we just we don't think a lot. You know, we know to refrigerate dairy products, but a lot of times when we think about 
um, you know, dairy in our coffee, we think of it as a neutral other. And, and also when it's put into coffee, it's very rare unless you have this um, coffee with milk in it sitting in a hot car or something that you would taste the sourness of it. But actually, just as they advise with all um, foods that you have, whether potato salad, anything sitting out for more than two hours, um, has a high, a very high potential for uh, foodborne illnesses, hence food poisoning and getting really ill from it. So just one thing, if you ever have a coffee that has dairy in it that's been sitting out for more two, than two hours, just dump it. Um, and even, you know, if you're thinking cost-wise, it's cheaper just make coffee at home. And then you can have, you know, for about 50 cents, you can have probably 10 cups of coffee. But if you are buying, you know, that Starbucks latte, and especially lattes, because lattes are highly, are just a little bit of coffee, just a little espresso and a lot of milk. If it's sitting out for more than two hours, just, you know, just dump it. It's not worth uh, the negative health effects it could have on you. Um, then now speaking with our That is a really good one, and I never knew it, and I have to get better on this for sure. (laughs) And speaking, you know, again, something else that um, the verdict is out on is raising that glass of wine or beer every day. I feel like each week it's kind of flip-flopped in the news whether um, alcohol is healthy for you. Getting back to our whole thing of moderation, studies have shown that one glass of wine, either red or white, is healthy for you, either man or woman. And now they've actually shown um, that beer is good. A glass of beer can be good as well. Something to always consider the key is that the key to drinking, whether it's beer or wine, is always in moderation. One glass a day for women and up to two glasses a day for men. More than that, it can potentially cause uh, serious uh, health problems. And a lot of times, you know, it's really interesting when you go in for your, you know, annual health check, sometimes they ask you, you know, um, you know do you smoke, do you drink? And then you say, uh, do you drink? They ask you, you know, how many, how many uh, drinks do you have a day or a week? And a lot of times people um, are not, they're almost social binge. People don't have a glass of wine every day. But when they go out on the weekends, you know, they have three bottles of wine. So always also, that can actually have a lot harder ramification too. Just imagine if we don't go in the sun, and then we go in the sun and we burn ourselves, we have the reaction, you know, your body is going to feel that. So the key is just always allow yourself one glass a day. Moderation is the key, and that will keep you heart healthy. There is no such thing with alcohol as, as uh, kind of making up for time. If you didn't have a glass each day, then you binge it up and have it all in one day. Just a glass a day. Um, it's okay if sometimes you go overboard, but keep those overboard things in moderation as well to avoid um, lifelong problems. Well, now, it's like uh, everything, isn't it, Heather? Everything in moderation is okay. It's like anything that sounds, I mean, if it's too good, it might not be good for you if you overdo it. Yeah, and I, I think, and honestly, that's just one thing to always live by. You can always, honestly, even good things, you can have too much of things. You can get water. You can be poisoned by water sometimes. You can. Um, there's just always moderation with things. No Definitely, you know, fill up on the healthy greens and the what and, and vitamins, all that kind of stuff. But again, moderation. You know, your body can become too saturated. You can make yourself ill um, by going overboard with things, but you don't want to deprive yourself either. So just, again, moderation is key. The next thing some people may uh, not know, moderation or not, but scientifically saying having sex is actually really heart healthy, as you can imagine, probably. Um, something that people really, are loving this one, <laughs> and but you know a lot of times people it's sort of taken away, especially you know studies have actually shown to that when sex is in 
a loving and monogamous relationship, it's even more rewarding. When you have sex, it releases endorphins, it gets the blood pumping, it's a calorie-burning exercise, but also something getting back to that, so that you know, that connection with other human beings. Um, again, this is when it comes to every, you know, not to get into anyone's personal lives here, but when uh, sex is in a monogamous, a, a rewarding relationship, something that it is a give and take, not just give, give, or take, take, that it's an equal partner, people feel that social connection. They feel connected with their partner. They feel rewarded in that sense. It bonds people together. So that's something, too, the same for heart healthy, for mental health, feeling that sense, you know, endorphin, but also feeling that sense of connection with your significant other. And as people know that, you know, sex puts people in a better mood. It keeps you heart, it keeps you heart healthy. It keeps you just always, you know, again, uh, taking precautions, whatever they may be. But um, having a healthy sex life is, is heart healthy. It's good for your overall health and your mental stability. Um, so you have to too, that, you know, good Good night. Unfortunately, Heather, we're going to end on sex because that we're out of time, as As always. always. But why don't you just give us the last couple of tips and we can pick it up maybe another another show and expand on it. Sounds perfect. Yeah. So all again, just to kind of wrap it up here, everything in moderation. But really, there's so many little things in life that we may not uh, take advantage of that are good for us. So just remember, throw those parties, listen to great music, have a glass of wine, eat some chocolate, have some sex, promote heart health. That's all you need to do. Um, to check out more things with our radio show, go to BeTheStarYouAre.com as well as BeTheStarYouAre.org. Well, this was a fabulous segment. I love it that these are all heart-healthy tips, and they're fun. And it's not the old, you know, ho-hum, go to the gym and ride the bike and lift the weights. I mean, you can you actually can enjoy yourself and live a a, a happy, healthy life by just following some of those tips. Well, when we come back from break, R.S. Guthrie will be with us. His new book is Bloodland, and it is the tale of Sheriff Pruitt. And we'll be talking about some other important things as well. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And you're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. For more information on the charity, visit BeTheStarYouAre.org. And for Star Style, go to StarStyleProductions.com. Don't go away. We've got lots to come. Be the star you are. The star you Star, you are. Light up the flame that burns. Get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be the Star You Are, a 501c3 top-rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org. All donations are tax deductible. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star you are. 
Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Whenever a natural disaster occurs, Be The Star You Are Charity mobilizes to get books, DVDs, videos, games, and other resources to the victims through our Operation Disaster Relief Program. With the terrible devastation caused by Hurricane Sandy, Be The Star You Are has launched Operation Hurricane Sandy Relief to ship resources to the East Coast. You can make a difference in the lives of someone in need. Make a donation today. It's Kids Helping Kids. Be The Star You Are is collaborating with Angels of God that is a non-profit founded by our 15-year-old Express Yourself teen reporter and co-host, Caitlin Darrow. Angels of God will distribute all the resources collected and ship them to the facilities to the residents in need. Visit www.btsya.org. That website again is www.btsya.org. And thanks for your support. Everyone, counts. Find out what's happening on the World Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword World Talk Radio. Be the star you are. You are the star. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program with the Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. Well, thank you so much for staying here where the world comes to talk and listen. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and this is the award-winning program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We really appreciate you being part of our Power Hour. And talking about a power guest, we have R.S. Guthrie. He likes to go by the name of Rob with us today. He grew up in Iowa and Wyoming, and he's been writing fiction, essays, short stories, and lyrics ever since he was in college. The book we're going to be discussing today is his newest called Bloodland, and we're introducing Sheriff Pruitt, and we're also going to be talking about a very, very special anniversary that we are commemorating today. But first, let's say hello to Rob. Welcome, Rob, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thanks, Cynthia. It's really an honor to be here. I really appreciate your invite. That was uh, that was a real honor to get that from you. Well, we're really excited to have you. And you know, I I really I'm going to start uh, first of all by just uh, congratulating you on creating this character of Sheriff Pruitt, who okay. you really captured 
although I'm not a Wyoming ma- native and I know that you grew up right. there, you just right. capture this whole feeling of this country, this wild land. It's like the frontier. And yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's, something that, it's something that I really tried. In fact, we went through some branding stages with the book, um, actually. The book actually changed names and changed covers because we didn't want people thinking it was a Western just because you know, it happened to occur in the, in the West. It's a, it's a 21st century, as you know, having read it, uh, book. And that's part of what I wanted to convey is just that growing up there, it just really it was a special place for me, as I know a lot of people, you know, feel about where they're from. And, and uh, one of my big goals was to be able to convey that to the readers. And I've heard that from a lot of readers, so I feel like I've, I've accomplished you know, the mission to a point. So Well, I said this you to you that. off the air, but you are really, really an excellent writer. Every sentence oh, yeah. leads me to the next. And this was one of these books that I didn't want to put down. And when you say that you're, you know, that it's not really a Western, it is very yeah. contemporary, yet it's infused with so yeah. much of that, that Western mentality, yep. you know, of the cowboy mentality of, of the way that we think about kind of what maybe the Wild West was like. But what I loved about it is that now we're in modern day and there's still this underlying feeling about it, you know? Right. And that was was part of growing up there. Uh, My dad was a teacher, so I used to say if you weren't a – Either a teacher or a rancher, or owned your own business. You you know you didn't live up there because there's just not that much else you know to do. And it was one of the things that amazed me about it is that even though it's contemporary, um, they still hold so many of those older values um, that we you know like I live in Denver now, so I'm in Denver. You know, as you know, a lot of times people call Denver a cow town that's grown right, up. Right, right. And, and I and I lived in Los Angeles, so I mean I've lived in the one of the biggest of cities, and it's a lot different. I mean, you don't. It, it's they they maintain some of that. Uh, in I don't know if it's called integrity or, um, but definitely, and you nailed it a, a minute ago, um, their mannerisms and the way they speak. And and that's tough. It's tough to write that because you don't want to go overboard, you know, and and have people think, well, this doesn't sound realistic, no matter where you're from. If this um, your book is really realistic, and when you were saying talking about your characters, it sounded as huh? if you were actually just like friends with them. So why don't you tell us <laughs> a little bit about your writing process of how these sure. characters came to you? Because like sure. you were saying, if you want to. Talk to Cher Pruitt. I mean, what I loved about him is that he's a very, he's a man of integrity, but he's a very flawed yes. man. He's a heavy right. drinker. He cheated on his wife, even though the, his yes. wife really is the love of his life. Well, uh, you know, but, I, but he has these, he has, he's a man of values. So, yeah, I mean, how, I think how that. Come to or, you? Well, one of the things that, that, that always, and it'll actually ultimately segue probably into what we talk about a little bit later, but, um, you know, I've always felt that, you know, people deserve a second chance. I mean, there's none of us that are perfect, and I've been labeled, I know probably everybody at some point in time in their life has been labeled for one thing that they've done, one mistake they made, or one, I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, being a serial killer or something, but... Um, in fact, I just heard my favorite author, um, James Lee Burke, speak uh, up in Montana this uh, late last year, and he said, 
you have to be careful. I mean, you can go too far with a with a what you call an anti-hero, right? Somebody that has faults. They're the hero of the book, but they have faults. <clears throat> Excuse me, but because you know, there's some you can forgive, and there's some that you can't. But a lot of us have done things that you know are forgivable. You know, it doesn't mean they're right, and it doesn't mean when they happened they were right. It doesn't make them any more right even later. But I wanted to write a character that people could relate to. And I've heard so much from, I can't tell you from people, um, that is the number one thing that I hear is that, is that the characters that I write, um, there's always something in them. In fact, um, I mean, it's not a great big secret, so I can let this out. This isn't a plot spoiler or anything. We, Chef Pruitt's an alcoholic, <clears throat> a recovering alcoholic. And, and the funny thing is when I first worked with my editor, he actually asked me, he said, are you a recovering, do you mind if I ask you a personal question? And I said, no. And he said, are you a recovering alcoholic? And I said, no, I'm not. And he said, because I am. And you nailed it. I was just going to say, you nailed it. I mean, I, you, you really <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah. Well, all I did was, I think it's just what we all need to do in life. It's sort of my mantra, and that is, be able to be, you know, uh, put yourself in someone else's shoes. You know, have empathy for people. Even if you've not experienced it, um, you know, don't shut down on someone because they've, they've done something that you, maybe you haven't. Or and, and it's a tough thing. I mean, it's hard. I think it just kind of depends on what the, you know, what the offense is or whatever. But but we all know a lot. We I think they say every family has been affected by alcoholism in one way or another. And well, and also think, when you talk about forgiveness and that there's, you know, some yep, things we feel yep, like we can forgive and other things we yep, feel we can't forgive, the most important yep, thing about forgiveness is to forgive itself because the person who heals is the one who does the forgiving because exactly, the other people sometimes don't even exactly. know about it. So, I, you know, no matter how heinous the crime or how horrible, if we can... Right bring ourselves to forgive. And to me, that was a message in the book, especially when we're talking yep. about the father and the yep. daughter and the uncles and, you know, I mean, because there and are I, some bad things that happen within a family here. And right. what I also and, find is that all families have some of these deep, dark secrets. Exactly. And I think to me, too, uh, the mark of a good person, that um, for me, one of the things that I look for it is someone that wants to be forgiven. I mean, there's a lot to be said, you know, when you watch a crime show or you watch something you hear about, well, he didn't look remorseful or she didn't look like she cared or had any remorse. And I, and I see a lot of confusion in people's faces where they think, well, what does that matter? And I, I think it matters a lot because it's, you know, it, it kind of shows that the, the character that's deeper than just the action that happens. Well, and the that outside. they're just not a psychopath. You know, I mean, exactly. as you said at the, right. be the beginning, is we all make mistakes. Everybody, we're exactly. human. We're humans in training. So everybody's going to make right. a mistake. So right. we are going to hurt people, and we are going to do and say things that aren't appropriate. You, of some us. of your characters some do some pretty, you know, some pretty bad things here. But the yeah, fact that we can understand them as being human, that to me was yeah. important. Well, and that's the other part, especially when it comes to family, is that, oh boy, don't we all figure out at some point that none of us lives in the perfect family, right? I mean, I grew up thinking I was, in, you know, in the all-American family, um, I, you know, all my, my siblings and myself, we got good grades, my dad was a teacher, my mom was a homemaker, 
And one day I found out my mom, and this is a lot later in life, this was when I was in my late 20s, early 30s, that my mom was an alcoholic. I mean, I found out that she had a drinking problem. I'm like, my mom? Yeah, I mean, this right. is like, this no one is the idea. salt of the earth, you know? Yeah, no idea. But, but, well, let's talk it about it some of your other passions, too, because sure. first of all, you talk about your dogs. Your dogs are like your kids, and <laughs> you have pictures of them, and they're just so sweet and and we were talking about this earlier about yeah, yeah, pet health is yeah. when you can adopt a pet, take in a pet, yep. because it changes your life. And your dogs it, have been your great companion. It, but ending to this, I really wanted to talk and commemorate the life, uh, the short life of your son Brody. Yeah, he um, was as born you, on <laughs> Christmas as, Day. And, yes, he was. And the, and the funny thing is too, he was not. We were scheduled for a C-section on the 26th, so we already had his, so you know, quote-unquote birth date all lined up. I mean, it was all ready to go. He was, we were having a C-section. We knew when he was going to be born, and then his water actually broke on Christmas Day. So it was he like had other even, plans. He wanted to yeah, be he, the he only baby in the hospital baby, exactly. to be born on Christmas Day. And I thought to myself, you know, oh no, if he, you know, if he only knew what he's going to be in for, you know, with all the birth, you know, the whole birthday Christmas thing type of a deal. But it was really, we had tried for five years before that, and it was, so we really felt like that really stamped it as a miracle child. I mean, we really felt all of that, and he was, um, I mean, everybody, you know, believes their baby's beautiful and their baby's perfect and whatnot. He, but he, he uh, was a beautiful he, baby from those pictures he, he that a, you he sent. A, yeah. He was gorgeous yeah, he, and we, so alert, such an alert well, baby. And they, and, they, and they come out, especially C-section babies come out. They don't have to go through the birth canal, so they kind of automatically come out anyway a little more, you know, rounded and more like a cherub or whatever. And And just every appointment we took him to, he was... You know, he was eating well. He was in the 90-whatever percentile. I mean, every time he came in, we just we thought we couldn't hear anything better. And then the next time, they'd be like, oh, he's so much better here and there. And uh, and then we, my wife had to go back to work. Um, it was like the third week of, or actually the last week of February. So the third week of February, um, in fact, the week of President's, Day we remember that because she didn't do it on Monday, but on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, she took him to our nanny who was right here in our neighborhood where he was going to be staying while she worked. And um, on the third day, I got the phone call nobody wants to get, and um, I'm about 30 minutes from home. And I got to tell you that was about the longest half hour um, that I ever experienced in my life. Um, they even landed the, the flight for life helicopter at um, the high school here behind our behind our house, and uh, it was Sid's. And he just yeah. He went down let's for tell. Let's. I mean, I have chills that you're talking about it. So, so he basically went to sleep and didn't wake up. She, and right, she put him down for a nap, and she came back a couple hours later. hadn't you know heard him cry or anything. So she just came back, and of course she had a couple other kids, and she uh, she looked at him, and he was his color didn't look right. So she called nine one one, and here's the thing that got me is that the detectives took us from the scene before we didn't know if he was alive or gone. We didn't know he 
you know, like I say, they landed the helicopter, and the detectives want, you know, they have their protocols, so they want to get us over to our house, get us away from the scene, and separate us and start interrogating us. And I'm like, well, wait oh, a second. Oh, that had to be pain. so painful. That has to be the most it was, horrible It was pain. horrible. My, my wife and I were separated, and then when they were exchanging us, meaning, I, you know, okay, now let's bring down the husband and bring that. That's when we found out that he hadn't made it. I mean, it was really, really, really awful the way they handled it. And I'm not going to mention our county or, you know, I'm not going to disparage the rest of, you hate to do that for one or two bad apples, but um, it was. It actually made it a lot harder to deal with um, in terms of just. Were they I, suspecting you know, I mean, foul play? Is that why they interrogated I, you and I, separated I guess, you? Is that I, what they I were? I guess so. Yeah, the I mean, protocol. You watch a lot of I guess shows. when something like this happens. Yeah, well, I mean, when you watch a lot of those true crime shows, right, they try and get with, you know people in separate rooms before they get to talking to each other so they can't get the story straight, which I totally understand. I mean, I don't, believe me, I, I, re- I, I, I hate the fact that they have to do their jobs, and I, I feel... Well, you them. even write about things like this in we, your book, in Bloodland, right, you know, but, when they have to interrogate but, it, you know, exactly, so you know this but, stuff. But I'm like, we weren't even there. How could we even be persons of interest at that point? Right. I think it would have been, to me, much more important to let's find out if he's okay. Let's find because at this point, you got to realize we have no idea what's going on. I mean, we're just there. <clears throat> excuse me. There's, you know, uh, uh, fire trucks and ambulances and sheriff's vehicles and lights. You know, in this little cul-de-sac. I mean, we're like, this is our son. We haven't even seen him. You know, yeah. we never we never got to see him until uh, we a week later at the funeral home. I mean, oh, we didn't. Brody, we and didn't today yeah. is the fifth anniversary of this Brody's is, the death. Tw- yeah, yeah, the twenty fifth is the first. He, he he is the fifth. He he uh, he passed away on February twenty first, two thousand eight. So this is the fifth year anniversary for us. And yeah. how are you doing as a couple? Because very often when we have a death in a family, because oh, you, know, you and I have corresponded, I mean, the death of a child is, right. is has to be the number one most horrible it, thing that anyone can it is. go it, through. It, it I is. mean, fact, and how you how you survive that. And many couples don't survive this as a right. couple because it's so painful. It, 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 it's literally the the statistic I recall hearing at the time was so high. I don't even want to say it because I don't want to get it wrong because that's how high it was. I mean, it's only ninety percent. They're like, so many people don't make it. And the funny thing is, that's the only reason. I won't say the only reason. We have a lot of great friends, and and boy, did we need them, you know, over the coming days and months. But um, if we turn to each other. And um, that's really honestly, I got to tell you, the only thing that kept us alive. I mean, yeah, and you have an incredibly strong marriage right now, and we, we, you know, I mean, do. you are each other's best yep. friends and confidants, yep. and I mean, yep. you yep. are, that's, you are, you know, two people I, with one soul, right? Yeah, I think I think that's. I mean, from the time we met, we used the word soulmate. I mean, we used it a lot early on in our marriage. And I think we were just really, really fortunate to have a relationship that was, we were already best friends. We were already the people that I, if I was to turn to somebody, she was going to be the one I would turn to anyway. So, I mean, I think in a sense we were blessed just to have that already. 
uh, sort of in place. Um, because I can't imagine that if you already had, you know, financial problems and other things going on. And it just, it, I mean, you can't, I just talked to a lady, uh, it was about, I think it was last year I talked to her. She's an author friend of mine. And she had lost her son when he was 17. And she told me, and like I said, this was last year, she said it had been 10 years since she lost him and just the weekend before was the first time she'd ever gone to the mall by herself. Yeah. And she used to be. I think it's really understandable. I mean, it's very understandable. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's really, yeah. you know, you really want to hold on as long as right. possible. And, yep. you know, you said it very well earlier is the, the whole doesn't ever go away. It just sort of no. scabs over. <laughs> It and does. I like, I mean, I say that it, it reaches, you know, it does, the wound heals, but it never, ever touches the scar. The scar is always there, and the scar is always, I mean, scars are painful. I mean, people with scars know that, you know, they, they still hurt. I mean, they don't, they don't always completely heal right. as far as the pain's concerned. And I just look at it like something where it kind of closes up. It's funny, we had, you mentioned our dogs, and they have, of course, become our kids now. They're sort of the substitute uh, uh, kids now. And my wife had to get in between two of them the other day, and she got bit. And they literally don't sew up the wound because of the bacteria from the dog's mouth. They don't want to lock it in. It's actually healthier if they if they can. I mean, if it's cosmetic, if it's like on the face or something where they're worried more about the scar than they are the, you know, the chances of the bacteria, then of course they will. But I really found that an interesting metaphor for what happened to us. Because exactly, it's the same. It's it, the same thing. Now, what have you learned, it, or what are you? What have you shared with others about SIDS since you you know well, experienced it's, it's this? Really, it's really hard with SIDS because the numbers are so low that um, there aren't a lot of organizations, and the organization that we, excuse me, that we used to support here in Colorado, actually just to keep surviving and functioning, had to take on more than just SIDS. They had to take on all infant deaths, like any child death from, you know, zero to eighteen or whatever and kind of lost what we felt like was the focus of the mission because we really wanted to concentrate on a cure for SIDS. And the more we looked, you know, both locally and nationally, the numbers are so low that it's hard for them to get the funds. And, and really what it comes down to, it is, it is a, well, they don't even call it a disease, obviously. It's a syndrome if they have absolutely still to this day, I mean, after all these decades, uh, still no idea what, 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 what caused I mean, they've got better it. ideas, right? They, they come up with theories and they've got, well, sleep on your back and, right. you know, and things like this, which, which we did all that. We did, we right. read all and the it books. Still happened. We did all that stuff, and you can't you know? help yeah. but feel that, you know, I, I hate to trivialize mm -hmm. anything that happens to anyone, but right. there is something right. about, you know, what will be will be is that we, we really don't have control. We can take all the precautions, we and don't. yet perhaps when it's our time, it's our time. And like, like I've yeah. said to you, you know, he's your special angel. So he was here for a short couple months to we, just spread some joy, and that's what he did. Yeah. And, and we have what, to take a quick break, but will you, sure. will you hang on uh, for a bit yeah. because... If you don't mind, I would like to, Rob, uh, talk about your 
Rab Mad uh, cause, read a book, make a difference, as well as give a shout out for some of the new things that you are doing. But we're out of time already for this segment. But just hang on. I'm going to keep you over, okay? Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So we are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. This is Cynthia Bryan, and our guest is R.S. Guthrie. His book is Bloodland, and today we are also celebrating the life of his son, Brody. We'll be back in just a bit. Don't you go away. The star you are, the star you are, be the star you are, you are. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know how to balance work and family? More companies are realizing that if their employers enjoy enough time with family and their loved ones, that their long-term productivity at work increases. Employers can take steps to make the workplace a more supportive and flexible environment. Make it acceptable for people to talk about their families. With so many single parents and a majority of women in the workforce, everyone from the CEO to the janitor is juggling to have a life of balance. Open communication about family commitments and work duties is imperative if we're going to transform and transfuse our culture with family-friendly companies. Your children and your company will be the real winners. Implement balance in your personal life for a better bottom life in your business one. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information about coaching or consultations, Visit StarStyleProductions.com or call 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. Light up the that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. Be the star you are. You are the up the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, thank you so much for staying with us. Our guest today is R.S. Guthrie, the author of Bloodland and several other novels, and he's going to be talking to us about what else is coming up. So welcome back, Rob. Thanks for staying over a little bit longer. 
Oh, are you kidding me? This has been a great time. I oh, wasn't, good. Uh, wasn't well, listen, <laughs> I know that you also have the Detective Bobby Mack thriller series, but I, um, I loved Bloodland, and you have <laughs> indicated that maybe James Pruitt, the James Pruitt mystery series, has a, a couple of, uh, of new ones coming. Tell us about it. It does. Actually, um, Moneyland, which is the sequel to Bloodland, um, which is also Sheriff Pruitt, is uh, already on the shelves. And uh, the third book in the series, uh, Honorland, is due out in the, the date right now is in April. So if I can meet my deadline, <clears throat> excuse me, it'll be out in April. But you can actually get the sequel to Bloodland right now. It's out there on, um, it's available on Amazon and in paperback as well. So, um, so it's almost kind of a nice little surprise there. You've already that got That is a great surprise. Yes. Yeah, so we don't, you know, it's, there's nothing worse than falling in love with characters and then you don't get to see them anymore or, exactly. or read anything well, more about them, right? <laughs> Well, that's exactly, and I always knew that I was going to write a recurring character for exactly that reason, because um, I get attached to characters I read in books, and, and, and I don't want them to just disappear all of a sudden, and that's it. So, no, no, that's how um, I feel. Well, I want to give that to your website, yeah. first of all. Okay. You can go, sure. and all the listeners, you can go to this website to check yep. out all the different books, because you'll be impressed with everything that, that uh, Rob has done, he, and as I said, he goes by R.S. Guthrie. Uh, go to demo.rsguthrie.com, and Guthrie is spelled G-U-T-H-R-I-E. So I'm really excited that uh, Sheriff Pruitt continues. Are you going to do a fourth as well? Uh, do one, one thing I want to correct is you don't have to do the, the demo. That's actually going to go away. What's happening is they're rebuilding my website right okay. now. Okay, so, I don't have so, the new so info just, then. No, so just www.rsguthrie.com. And I've oh. already got it pointed right now, so a demo. So when demo goes away, it won't be a problem. So just okay, rsguthrie.com or, or, or www.rsguthrie.com. Yep, That's one. perfect. rsguthrie.com. Oh. Thank you for, for correcting that. Well, now something sure. else that you're really passionate about yep. is yep. you have created another website to showcase authors who give back from their proceeds right. to causes. And it's called Correct. Read a Book, Make a Difference. And yep. that's at R, it's R-A-B-M-A-D, rabmad.com, forward slash yep. authors. Tell us about this. Well, you've got, you can also hit it. Um, that's been, what we've tried to do with the website is, and that's kind of why I wanted to rebuild it, is so that anybody can get to anywhere from there. So, I mean, you can get my books, you can get to the, to the blog I write, you can get to RabMad. And what basically happened is, is that I thought, you know, I want to give something back to the community. I mean, if people are buying my books, I want to, you know, donate something back. And we have some friends that have a, a, a son with uh, Downs and autism, and he found this really great school here in Denver that just made all the difference in the world for him, but obviously very expensive tuition, so... Um, I sort of just decided on, on a whim on, on the first book that I wrote, uh, Black Beast, to donate you know, part of the proceeds to that. Well, then I got a couple other authors heard about that, and they said, well, I want to do that. So I said, well, why don't we put up a page, you know, where we can just, no, no money flows to the page. It's not a donation place. It's not a charity in and of itself. It's just a place where we advertise authors that if readers want to go out and, 
you know, kind of kill two birds with one stone, right? Read, read a great book and make a and difference. And make a you difference. Know, right? And, you know, right. I truly it, believe in that. All the books I've written, always a, a portion of the proceeds, and a couple of my books, all of the proceeds, go to a charity. So well, I just are you on? Are you on RabMed? No, I'm not, but I'm going to have to be, aren't I? <laughs> You're going to have to be. If you go out to the site, there's a contact button, and all you have to do is hit it, and it'll send me, and I will send you the email of just all the stuff I need. I just need your picture, books, your links, yeah. you know, your your blurbs and stuff, and that way you'll be up there. We've got over 80 of them now. Yeah, um, well, that, I think that is so great. So all the authors who yeah. are listening out there, just remember yeah. you can be part of this incredible yep. site, too. And yep. it's rabmad.com authors, R-A-B-M-A-D.com forward slash authors. So that yep. is, that's a really cool thing you're doing. Yeah, I learned that a long time ago, and I really believe in it. And it was when I was working um, on my chicken soup for the Gardener Soul book with uh, Jack oh, Canfield yeah. and Victor oh, Hansen yeah. because what the how they started their series is that always a portion of the proceeds went to a charity. And you know right. there's such a good feel good feeling about that. And it comes directly from the publisher, it goes straight over. You know, I mean it's it's just right. a great thing. Well again, let's just give out your website. I'm so glad that you came on the show. And Great. I just send out tons of love and prayers to you on this day, on Thank the fifth anniversary of the death and the life of your son, Brody, who Thank touched you. so many lives. And people can see photos at our website, starstyleradio.com, under January 21st. And again, uh, go out and pick up a copy of Bloodland, Moneyland, and Honorland is on its way. And those are just three of the books that he has written. As uh, we said, there's also R.S. Guthrie yep. is doing the um, the, the, the other Mack books. Series. Pardon me? No, I was going to say, yeah, the other books are Series 2, and Bobby Mack is another uh, Sheriff Pruitt-like character who I think you'll like a lot. So Yeah, right. So you have all series. kinds of... You have all different kinds of books out there, and you are going yep. to continue. You're going to continue yes. doing it. So there's the Detective Bobby Mack thriller series and the uh, yep. James Pruitt mystery it's series, perfect. and I just can attest yep. it. It's such a page turner. It's it's just wonderful, and and if you really, you. I love it that it's set in Wyoming. So Rob, thanks so much for being a guest on Star Style. Be the star you are, and all blessings to you for being so brave and coming on the show and talking about SIDS. And I, I really appreciate that you and your wife have worked so hard together just to keep, you know, keep the love alive and uh, to make a difference in the lives of others. It's really terrific what, you, what well, you're doing and who you are. Thank you, and I, I appreciate that, and I really appreciate you having me on. I had a great time, a really fun time. Thank you. Well, we'll have to get you back when uh, April comes along and your next book comes out, or go. maybe for the or maybe for the Detective Bobby Mack series. Who knows, right? So yeah, there's too. actually there's another one coming out on that one too. So before summer, there will be a third release on both of those series. So yeah, well, let's definitely we, talk there's about a that. lot of books: Bloodland, Moneyland, uh, Honorland, Detective Bobby Mack. Go to rsguthrie.com, and of course, for authors, you'll be able to click there if you are an author that get. Uh, yeah. give, makes a difference, you can click on that rabmad.com. So thank yeah. you so much, um, Rob, for being thank with you. us. And I want to thank all of our listeners for being with us 
here today. And just before we go, I just want to give a couple of essential parenting tips because I thought that this might might help just to be a great parent. Know your child. Adjust your parenting methods to each child's age, their unique personality, and their needs. Give lots of hugs and praises and tell him or her that you love him every day. Praise your child for good behavior. Make time. Set aside quality time every day that's free of distractions from TV, computer, and even our radio show. Give your full presence and attention to your child. Keep a routine. Children are most well-behaved when they have a structured routine and consistency. Follow through on your words because, remember, you are the adult. Keep a balanced life. Be calm and objective so you don't do anything you'll regret later. Be a coach, not a critic. Teach self-discipline. Discipline is not punishment, but rather teaching your child self-control, a vital skill he or she will need to be successful throughout life. And be a positive role model. You are your child's best model. Use good behavior. Walk the talk. Have integrity. Self-care. Take care of yourself, your own physical, emotional, and spiritual needs. Because when you do, again, you're modeling great behavior for your child. Hone your skills. Learn and improve parenting skills by taking parenting classes, reading books, magazines, going to parenting websites, and just being with other great parents. And network. Talk with other parents of young children to get ideas and encouragement or even join a support group. So for all of you out there, again, I thank you so much for listening to Star Style. Be the star you are every week. And as you go out into the day, remember that no one has ever walked this earth with your exact combination of inborn or acquired strengths, weaknesses, skills, talents, frailties, or experiences. You are one of a kind. You are you And you have the power to love yourself and become the person you were born to be. Be the star of your own life and know that you already are a star. Take a look in the mirror and admire yourself because you're a wonder of creation. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate. So cherish the past, dream of the future, but celebrate each moment of today. And, of course, read a book this week because a book is like a garden in your pocket. Pick up Bloodland. And you will love it, and you'll want the rest of the series. Until next week, when we celebrate once again, my name is Cynthia Bryan. You've been listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And I encourage you, go out into the world, shine and sparkle. Be the star you are. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for tuning in every week for the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Our goal is to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to reach for the stars and shine brightly. For further information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. You're invited to our Power Party next week and every week right here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel with the dynamic duo, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, our health hero, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers on the planet. We'll pour more champagne for the spirit with positive, uplifting, life-changing radio. Until we play again, be the star you are. You are.